Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the podcast, we talk to another millennial. At least I think he's a millennial. I just kind of looked it up, and I think in his age, he's technically a post-millennial. But um, anyway, I didn't know. I'm apparently Generation X, born between 1965 and 1980s Generation X. So he's a millennial or a post-millennial. Mil- can't even say it. Millennial. Um, and the reason we interviewed him is he's working with us. He started as an intern. Um, he does a bunch of social media stuff for us. He's great at it. And now he's taking a year off of university. So he's doing a four year degree. He's taking a year off. Um, and he's just explaining what he's doing with us, how he got the internship here, what skills he has and why we were interested in him and how he's deciding to take a year off of school to work with us for a year. So, uh, I think if you have kids at home, teenagers growing up and you want to get into the mind of a 20 year old, this is a good opportunity to listen to one who's in the middle of university, but also kind of doing his own thing. He started a business on the side already um, with a couple friends and uh, just great guy, articulate, well-spoken. We are feel fortunate and grateful to have him working with us over the next year now. Um, so I think you'll enjoy the conversation. And if you are listening to this and you want some real estate specific information, um, the best place to go is always going to be rockstarinnercircle.com. So you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com. And on there, we are told the two most popular things, or there's actually three. It's our weekly newsletter where you can subscribe there. Um, or it's a free copy of our book, the most popular one being Income for Life for Canadians. You can get a free copy of the book there. Or you can come out and um, attend one of our free training classes. It's an introductory real estate investing class. You can sign up for the class there. I'm the one who gives the class. Um, Nick is at the class as well. We stick around a- afterwards and answer all questions. And basically, we work with people in Toronto on real estate investments right across the Golden Horseshoe. So from like Niagara to Belleville to Barrie to Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo and London, we cover kind of this whole area out of this Oakville office here. So if that's something you're interested in and trying to figure out how how we work with investors um, and you want some real estate investing information for yourself, uh, that's probably the best place to start. And you can register for that class at rockstarinnercircle.com. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with Alex Kowalchuk. Yes, Kowalchuk. Yeah, oh, Kowalchuk. Kowalchuk. Yeah. But isn't it UK at the end? No, it's YK. Oh, it's YK. Kowalchuk. Yeah. Alex Kowalchuk's here. I don't know how another millennial, he just told me he's a millennial. I can't even say it. I'm like, another millennial has yeah. snuck onto this podcast? Yeah. And you're you're how old right now? 20. So that means you were born in 1999? 98. 98? Yeah. Holy smokes, man. And you're another person. I just spoke to somebody else who is um, right about your age who told me they're just going through university. I feel so bad about this. Like, I'm a believer in university. I just, I'm a big believer in university, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't believe university is the answer to future financial success by default. So I tell people who are going to university that don't look at, and I think your generation doesn't look at it that way, mm-hmm. but my generation looked at it that way. So it's, that's my internal yeah. bias. But 
and I spoke to someone who's about your age last week who told me they're only going to university so that they can get about 60% so they can pass everything, get their degree, and then they're gone out of that place as fast as possible. And they're actually working on the side already on what they think their future long-term career is. And I was thinking, these guys, these kids are way more organized than I thought. Like, I didn't have a clue until I was like 20. That's the smart way to do it. That's totally the smart yeah. way. So can you please describe what you're doing with your unit? What degree are you taking? Where are you taking it? And what are you about to do with it? So that everybody knows okay. how crazy yeah. and you are. Yeah. So uh, basically, to I'm, keep the mic I'm, nice currently, and close. I'm currently at uh, McMaster University doing my uh, business. So bachelor's of business. Um, technically, I'm going under like a digital marketing minor, but they only have like their one kind of grouping for uh for their degree so so it's uh the normal business degree and so now i'll be going in uh after this year 16 months with uh with rockstar and uh yeah just kind of you know spreading my wings doing my own thing started so, my so own t- podcast i just want to make sure we're know? really clear here because i'm not sure everyone picked it. you're gonna take a leave of absence after three years on a four-year degree yes a, like a technical yeah technically a leave of absence yes so your parents are just ecstatic that you're doing this i'm sure uh honestly i think i think they're I think they're okay with it. Uh, like that's the normal kind of route to take when you're at Mac, I guess, because they have like the the side internship kind of course that you do. I didn't go through it just because I didn't think I think I thought I could get something better like outside of school because like you kind of you're kind of restricted to who you apply. <clears throat> Got who it. You so apply. it's businesses that yeah. have a, re- a relationship with a master. Yeah, it's Got like it. yeah, it's it's kind of like a you're you're like set and you have a given list of people that you can apply and, and interview with that are based under that internship and plus you have to pay like a thousand to two thousand dollars just to take the course so it's like the extra so then you found us but we pay you you turn the tables i turn the tables um okay so your parents are okay with it because you've committed that you're going to go back uh yeah are you really going to go back i hope so yes yeah by the look (laughs) on your face i say 50 50 best no Uh, i no i think i'll i think i'll go back just to uh you know kind of secure the piece of paper you know yeah, just, got uh, it. And, and kind of have it there. And, and and plus, it's only a year left after this. So Okay. And the digital marketing minor, I'm just curious, what the heck, uh, what do you take? What is What are universities teaching in a digital marketing minor? Like, what kind of courses is that? Uh, well, uh, in McMaster, it's it's less kind of like a digital marketing. It's It'd be more, I guess, uh, classified as like a marketing degree. Um, they're not really, they don't really teach much. You know, when it comes to marketing, it's it's a very it's a accounting great, a great and finance. sales effort you're putting no, on. No, I know, for the I know, but uh, it's it's more like an accounting and finance based like uh, business course, I guess McMaster is overall. Uh, but they do have their marketing courses and their marketing research and and kind of how to apply like marketing uh, fundamentals to like cases and stuff. So I do a lot of those courses, and uh, actually next year I'm planning to take a, an e-commerce course that they just opened up recently. So, I mean, I okay, guess they're, cool. they're adding a couple of things, but I think like as of right now, I think they're a little lackluster. Okay. So I'm curious at your age and you, you're one of the few people who gave me some questions in advance and some organized stuff. So I feel <laughs> like I actually have a little bit of a guide here, but well, actually my dad, I think my dad came with like a little list and I was like, Oh, you know, you know, but my dad did it, or if anyone doesn't know, Greg is my dad. But uh, yeah, so if yeah. you've been listening to this podcast and you hear Greg and Brian, and they t- they've been so generous sharing all their Amazon.com and e-commerce business building knowledge on this podcast, yeah. they've been on multiple times now, mm-hmm. and we got great feedback from the stuff they share. Alex is Greg's son. 
but I don't think he handed me the list the way you emailed it to me and said, here's the things that we're going to cover. Yeah. I think he just had his own <laughs> kind of notes. But Well, that's uh, how I do it for my podcast. So I, this is how I like I break it down. Okay. You know? Your podcast, uh, what's the name of it so everybody knows? Uh, the Think Train Podcast. The Think Train Podcast. Yes. Um, and what's, so someone in your generation, what do you got, how did you start into this whole social media stuff? How do you look at social media? So like help anyone who's a, a business owner, myself or in their career, we all hear about social media. Nick and I feel like we know what we're doing with mm -hmm. social media, but, um, I'm curious, what do you feel social media, how did you get into it? And what, what are your thoughts on all this? Uh, as for like how I got into it, I think, uh, photography was kind of what started me on like that course uh in high school i was kind of interested in i mean it, it was like landscape photography and and then i kind of got into like the rooftoping which i don't uh recommend for anyone my age you know now it's a it's a little bit stupid to do but what's, what's uh, rooftop roof you like go up on like rooftops like skyscrapers and you go take pictures you know you did that shit yeah <laughs> yes yeah and you stand yeah. on the edge and you take no a picture? not i was never that crazy i was never about that but uh I would say, yeah, I did a, I did a couple of those things. I wouldn't recommend it. I would definitely not recommend it for anyone getting into photography. But why? Why? Because if you're standing, I thought in the it was just uh, no. But why I would you not recommend the, uh, it if you didn't go no, close to the edge? You were just well, outside. of course, because you guess, illegally like, went into yeah, these because, buildings. Yeah, exactly. Like so you, you sneak into the building you and you go in. to the highest floor. Yes, and then you fire the find the fire escape. Uh, I like this, <laughs> but you just stand in the middle of the building and take some pictures from high up. Uh, well, yeah, like I would, I would go like a little close to the edge. I'd never put my legs off because you know I'm I don't like heights. First of all, I don't know how I ever oh, really so got see, into that this. Changes. So very you, weird. But you actually went close to the edge. A little bit close, you know, just to take the picture, but like not anything that you know put me in danger. But. I mean, aside from the fact, because because uh, I feel like my dad will listen to this podcast and he's gonna get mad at me for doing that. But uh, has he known that you've done this? Uh, he's yeah, they've seen the pictures and you know they they always give me like a little bit of shit for okay. it. But uh, I liked it when I thought you were just standing in the middle of the top of the building. But if you're going close to the edge, know, that freaks bit, me out. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, that was kind of kind of my beginning, and I I found it interesting and and so you've uh, done I stupid started, teenager stuff. Yeah, That's I good. have done some stupid <laughs> teenager stuff, but uh, I, I found taking like pictures interesting and. I started getting good at it and uh, I wanted somewhere to put out my pictures. Uh, so I started like a photography Instagram page uh, and slowly started growing that and it's it started to see some success and like... What does success like, mean to you? Followers? Uh, see, like, it's like this weird, I, I guess, not really followers. Like, I wouldn't even call it likes. I just, you know, people liked feedback? my images. Yeah, like feedback. People okay, noticed Okay, so you were getting some recognition. Stuff. I was getting some recognition. And I like that. And I think that's kind of what started me on like, you know, how to grow social media pages and like what goes into it and like what's behind the scenes. Because a lot of people look at it and it's just like, oh, you know, if you post a stupid picture, you get some likes. Wow. Like, cool. Like that's that's what social media is. But uh, I think a lot of people don't know like what exactly goes behind the scenes and like how much time it actually takes to, uh, you know, do something that's that that finds some recognition. Yeah, and we've been giving you, we've been giving you a hard time because if, if you're listening to this and you're on the Rockstar Inner Circle Instagram page, if anyone here isn't on our Instagram stuff, the handle for it is Rockstar Inner Circle on Instagram. Yep. And Alex does all the management of that right now. He takes content yeah. that we're putting out and puts it out on, and you do a great job with that stuff. But we've been giving you a hard time because, we, and jokingly, we're like, hey, when are we getting to ten thousand followers, yeah. or whatever you call it? And uh, our, uh, our swipe up party. That's yeah, our swipe up party <laughs> is going to happen at ten thousand uh, followers, but. Uh, 
but okay so you get in you start putting some pictures out there you start getting some recognition so it kind of feels good so social media is a creative outlet for you uh i think yeah it started as that and uh i feel like there's uh this like negative connotation to social media like kind of how people use it i feel like there's two bases of like how you use your social media there's ways that uh, a business uses their social media and then a way that you know for personal um for your personal like sharing your pictures and stuff and uh i feel like i'm i'm lucky that i have like this uh mindset to to use it for business mainly because i feel like a lot of people now especially kids or like teenagers are growing up with like the the idea that like social media is like a necessity and like uh i feel like i got lucky as in like i didn't really grow up using social media too much and have that like that uh mindset because as for a personal gain i don't think it's a very like productive or useful tool and i don't think kids or teenagers should be using it but i think as a business it's like one of the most important fundamentals why um i i think it's just uh right now especially with like the addictive things that have have come out towards social media and like how it affects your brains and especially like in in teenagers uh such as like young girls um how it affects like uh, your dopamine levels and it's basically like an addiction to a lot of people and uh I okay think, so you think it's important because people are getting addicted to it and the attention's there uh i think it's important for businesses because it's a way for for you to reach out i think it's not important if you're using it for a personal like yeah got it like i i guess if you're using it as a creative outlet or something else and uh maybe i'm a little biased because i did that but uh uh, I think out of like, yeah, just sharing your pictures and stuff, like obviously it's okay, but I don't think it should be like stressed as like some important thing that you should always have, right? And then so how, I'm curious, when you do our stuff here at Rockstar, what 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 are you think like what's the thought process when you're putting something out on Instagram for us? Because you do a really good job with the creative aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You make things look really good, but we're always putting out different messages and sometimes you're putting out videos that we've put out like how are you thinking about it? Are you thinking from engagement, what people want to hear? I'll explain the way I look at it, yeah. but I'm curious how you look uh, at it. I think I I look for like what uh, people in Rockstar would be interested in. Uh, so first things first is like your content, the minutes and, and the stuff that uh, I can repurpose and use and, and post out. The uh, informational kind of things because uh, I see our page as more of like giving out free knowledge or like information to people who want it. For, uh, regarding like real estate or investing and so on uh, and then uh, as a side from that maybe for the pictures and stuff it's more like inspirational thoughts like something to pick your day up people or, seem to really love that stuff yeah um, I, I kind of get the like oftentimes I, I look at like Gary Vee because I know uh, when I had first started that was like uh, who I followed and like who you guys followed and I kind of found like that connection I was like oh you know I'll try and do some stuff like that and I think it slowly kind of grew away from that and it's just uh, providing like value to to people. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we look at it. Like, I guess in business, what we've learned over the years is the most important asset that you could have in business isn't the business in and of itself. It's not the activity that you do. So mm-hmm. for example, real estate isn't really the most valuable thing to us from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. As an investment perspective, it totally is. The real estate stuff's been amazing and it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a business perspective, the real biggest asset to the business isn't the service or product. It is the relationship you have with the audience of people that are following you in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So for us, uh, when we started at the beginning, it was a lot of email addresses. 
It was all there was no real social media stuff. It was email addresses, and when you have when you collect email addresses, the value of that isn't the collecting of the email address. It's what's the relationship you have with the people on your email list. Mm-hmm. So do you communicate once a month, you know, once a quarter, once a year, or once a week? And when you communicate. So how consistently do you communicate? And yeah. when you communicate, how much value are you offering? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. And social media has just been another platform to do that on for, for us. And that's kind yeah. of how we've been working it with you to develop these things mm-hmm. and just offer good value. And it's in our minds in business that's playing the long game. You know, we're not looking to make a sale. We're not screaming out on some yeah. social media platforms, buy, buy, buy from us like today. Mm-hmm. It's more, can we offer you some value so that you can conclude for yourself, these guys might be good guys and what is it that yeah. they do? Maybe I want to do some business with them at some point. Yeah. So it kind of, it's like a big business principle and it's just social media to us is a, is almost one of the tactics in which we implement that. Yeah. Which is kind of what you're... And, and I, I feel like a lot of people have like that... Uh, uh, first like thought like oh I'll open up my social media page and that's another way for me to immediately you know make sales and like oh I like I should sell myself on this and I should make ads and I should push it and uh, I less see it like that I obviously it's it's good to like filter those in ever so often as like a key point but uh, yeah I, I mainly think it's it's the best used as like a as a, as a follow-up tool like constantly pushing good uh, useful, valuable knowledge so that people can understand that, you know, you're good at what you do. You understand this. Maybe I should trust you. Maybe I should do business with you and they can make that choice by themselves rather than you, uh, trying to push that idea into their head. Yeah, totally. There's a principle that we kind of live by that. Um, and it's a, it's something I picked up in, in, out of my psychology degree, which mm-hmm. was basically pretty much useless to me other than a few <laughs> key things is that, uh, human nature is uh, really weird in that, um, we automatically, uh, start building trust with people when we consistently are exposed to them. So mm-hmm. for example, like if you see a stranger kind of walk by your house one day, you totally are like, who the heck is that guy? But if you see the guy walk by your house every day for a month and someone asks you about the guy, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well that's just the guy who walks by every day. Yeah, exactly. And you automatically build trust. You've never spoken to the guy. You don't know who he is. He could be stalking the whole place. He could yeah. be trying to case the joint. Who knows what he's doing? But you've associated some trust because he consistently shows up. Yeah. And there's a big marketing principle in business in that the consistency in which you show up in your potential customers lives automatically starts building trust mm-hmm. with people yeah right and uh yeah you're you're kind of summarizing that right here then that's kind of one of the ways we try to use social media to try to consistently kind of show up and be offering value and then naturally people begin to trust us yeah, yeah. um especially in real estate such a kind of like kind of scammy crazy well i shouldn't say there's so many good real estate people yeah. there's so many there but there's bad a lot ones of bad <laughs> ones yeah a lot of bad it's ones like that a I've lot of bad ones too, yeah. oh really yeah. um so how did you get yourself in here at rockstar can you tell us the how did you figure uh, this the out gist of the story so yeah. uh i guess uh, well first of all like my dad was a member for uh, i think when i was like 16 he joined or 15 maybe uh and he brought me along i think when i was 16 to one of the member events and uh, I kind of like got interested in in the idea and that's kind of when I was like uh, playing around with the idea of photography and stuff and then I kind of got into portraiture uh, which is like pictures of people and like stuff like that so then I kind of got the idea that oh you know maybe they need a photographer for one of the events and it just so happened that one of the times you guys needed a photographer and uh, yeah I emailed you and I, I 
gave a, I think like a little portfolio and like a video that I said I would do a video for you guys and uh, make take some pictures and edit it all and it would all just be done, you know, just because I want to I want to try it. Uh, and so we got that done. And I remember I came up uh, after the event and I, I said I had some ideas for your social media because I actually like researched uh, your YouTube channel and like your Instagram. And at the time, your Instagram wasn't like you weren't doing much with no. the Instagram. Uh, but like, like it was Facebook. laughable. I don't even know what we had on our Instagram page. <laughs> no, it was like, it was, was kind of, it was honestly kind of similar. Like yeah. as, we as trying, for the, it just wasn't as polished as yeah, your stuff. Was, as for the graphic design, like it wasn't yeah, to yeah. like that level. We were a that, one out of 10 like, on the graphic design. Because both Nick and I are like, screw graphic design. If you give yeah, people works, good value. Yeah. yeah. Like if you share good value, then people are going to appreciate the value and they'll yeah. look past the creative. And this has been our argument with so many graphic designers over the years. We're like, we're spending so much time look, making something look pretty. How much value yeah. is that? bringing to someone yeah if yeah. it doesn't bring much value i don't care how pretty it looks it still sucks you know yeah, what i mean of course yeah <laughs> but uh and and which is cool about you you have a blend of that kind of approach yeah i just i, and I think I, maybe I like, I like when it's i think that when it's aesthetic looking it'll still bring in some more people you know even if the content isn't like that good if yeah. you bring in are you trying to say our content no, no, no no of course you know like the content is there but uh if you add like an aesthetic feel to it it'll perform even better yeah, you know. got it. But yeah, I, I think I a, agree. I just haven't really. I, I, I want to see data around that. But uh, yeah, but of, I th I think it'd be hard to provide some yeah, data. Yeah. But we'll, well, yeah, maybe we can we can do something around those lines. Yeah. But uh, which was, and you know what? I'll just fill in some blanks here. When you sat down with us, you were one of the few people who wanted to at that time intern with us, mm -hmm. who sat down and gave us a bit of a business case on. I think it was a PowerPoint or keynote presentation. It was a keynote, yeah. a keynote presentation, yeah. which outlined what you could do for us. Yeah. And Nick and I looked at each other afterwards and you made our decision really easy because we were like, okay, this guy's actually done some thought and it's not him come uh, us having to babysit this guy. He's going to mm -hmm. come in and execute on what he thinks he can do here. And uh, for anyone listening, like if you are young and looking to get into a business, the people who are running the business or the hiring managers of the business, they got all kinds of problems they're dealing with. If you can come in and solve one of their problems and they don't actually have to put a lot of mental effort towards the solution yeah. and you look capable, it makes the decision of hiring so easy. Yeah. And it's it's funny that you, you say that because uh, I actually like most of the time when I tell the story to like a couple of my buddies or something, you know, like I tell them I haven't updated my resume, I think, since like first year. Like I didn't come in here with a resume. I came in yeah, like true, with, with the yeah. presentation, uh, you know, like I, I talked about like some of the stuff I had done. And of course, um, but yeah, even then, like I, I haven't up, I haven't touched my resume at all. Like it's I think the best way to like push yourself into a into a company uh, is to solve one of their problems. And at the time, like when I approached you guys, like I didn't think it was a problem, but I think it's uh, it was something that could see improvement. And I had uh, I had like a bunch of ideas and I had done some stuff uh, within extracurriculars in McMaster to like tell the side of the story. So uh, during my second and first and second year, I was like a intern on like a exec team, basically. And uh, I kind of I, I started in first year. I, I was doing photography in first year for them. But then second year, I, I became the, the chief creative, I guess they call it. Uh, and so I, I kind of became the the same thing started doing the same thing I'm doing here basically for the program and kind of trying to get some traction on social media for them and, and getting other people interested and maybe other companies interested. And, uh, I guess that's kind of what sparked my interest because I became kind of good at, uh, at, 
I guess selling a program or not 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 even selling because no, no, I'm not, right not selling. You're always but, selling. Uh, yeah, you're all, we're always selling. Yeah, well, like I guess like selling yourself, but uh, you know, providing some useful uh, useful information. You know, giving out marketing tips because it was a marketing based program. Uh, showing off like what we do in the program and that kind of stuff and and I got kind of good at it and and growing Instagram pages and yeah I just found an interest in it and I thought you know Mm -hmm. might as well try it in the real world you're hitting on something really valuable here is that most people when they have a resume they're telling you when you sit down with the business what they're all about like I've done this I've done that I can do this meanwhile the business owner sitting across the desk from you all they're thinking about is their problems and how you potentially could solve them. So if you sit down and ask in an interview, hey, what are the top three problems this particular role you're looking to solve with this with this hiring? And then you and then when you get that from the business owner and then you say, well, here are some ideas in which I think I can participate in solving those problems. You've now changed the conversation and you're discussing things at the level that the business owner is discussing it or the hiring manager, if it's a bigger company, whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's where you, we didn't need your resume cause you skipped right to the part of like unknowingly you were like, Hey, I think we, I could do this on Instagram and I, I can do this. And at our needs at the time were like, Oh damn, we know we need to grow our Instagram exposure. We don't have yeah. the time. We don't have the cycles right now. We have all the content. We know mm-hmm. we have content to put out there. Yeah. yeah. We just, don't have it and then you came in saying I can do this I can do this I can do this on this platform and it wasn't about it was less about you specifically and more like what actions you were going to be taking and that just made everything really easy I guess like an easy way to say it is like what's better than a resume is a portfolio yeah totally what what you can do what you can apply you know take it in like a different I guess sense yeah, yeah. So good yeah, for yeah. you. So what are okay? So that's how you kind of got your way in here. And what you have here? What exactly do I do? What do you mean by this? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Uh, so I was talking about like what exactly do I do? Because a lot of people wonder. And I know after I talk uh, talked at the Entrepreneur Summit, like a lot of people yeah. came up to me and like, what do you like do during the day? Like, is this like a nine hour? a day thing you know is this like a job and because yeah, they can't believe it they're like wait a second tom and nick we thought might be smart but they're really paying this guy <laughs> to sit around and just do this stuff yeah so outline yeah. it what what do you do on these platforms um basically i guess an easy way to put it is i repurpose content like we said before i take uh, whatever i can find i, I tried and take a put a interesting spin on it you know uh provide it in like an aesthetic good looking way uh little snippets of because like most of your videos are like four minutes long. So that means I have four opportunities to make four different videos because Instagram has one minute videos. So one video can be repurposed into four Instagram videos. And then those four Instagram videos can go up on Facebook too. And uh, kind of remind followers about that other video. So I'll bring, I'll take a one minute clip of that video. I'll post it on Facebook and then I'll link the full video on YouTube or on your rockstar uh, member circle page and kind of, Creating like a hub for everything is an easy way to put it. So during, I guess to kind of explain about like my normal day is like, I'll come in, I'll find one video that I want to use. Uh, I'll repurpose that into Instagram. I'll post it on Facebook. Uh, I'll get hashtags done. I'll think of a... I think on the last few posts, Instagram posts, have you putting, been putting hashtags or I no? I haven't, yeah. Oh, have you? Okay, yeah. I just missed them or I didn't see them. Yeah, okay. no, so they're they're always commented. I guess okay. I can say this now. They're always commented so that they're hidden. Got they're it, not, okay. Like, fully in the description okay, and people don't it. see it. Got so it, it doesn't look spammy. Okay. 
I'm, I don't think it's spammy personally. I think everyone does it. Everyone knows it's there. By putting those hashtags on the Instagram post, that's still something that's of value. Like that reminds me of so back in the day when yeah. we used to make HTML web pages. Yeah. And to, to, to trick the search engines to rank you high, we used to put um, text at the bottom of pages. So if it was a white background, we would put the text in white font. White font, yeah. And then, you know, we would get indexed because if you put like whatever you know for me it was like digital cameras and like you would put digital cameras a bunch <laughs> yeah. of times and then that would actually improve your ranking because you wrote about digital cameras but nobody saw it and you yeah. were just repeating these words kind of in an invisible format uh, eventually the search engines got smart to that and they're like yeah, wait a second you're kind of screwing us here <laughs> yeah. uh, your page is crap and we're not ranking you high yeah, yeah. It, it, but by just putting hashtags that actually helps with some kind yeah. of relevance for people to find you yeah why so, uh I think it depends on also what hashtags you're using. Uh, I've talked about this before also at the Entrepreneur Summit. Uh, hashtags that have millions of followers on them probably won't Keep be too the helpful. Mic close. Uh, okay. Just because millions of people are posting on it every single day using that hashtag. Your post, like if somebody follows that hashtag, it's going to get flown by like it, it'll you'll post it and then 10 seconds later there's a hundred posts yeah, okay got it because on instagram you can actually follow a hashtag yes exactly okay uh the useful ones i think are within the 50 to 250k followers on it and, and you find that by uh you can literally search up the hashtag on instagram you'll see how many people follow it you'll see how many posts there are on it and you can kind of understand as to where your post is going to come in uh, later on if you're using that hashtag uh, also using so you make your post and then you put these hashtags do you think in the sweet spot yeah. is what number sorry 30 so you're 30 using hashtags, 30 hashtags but with the search oh, volume the, the search volume would be like 50 to 250k maybe pushing it to 500k okay it's not too big a deal if you push it especially if you have a larger follower base it'll show up a little higher on that hashtag so it's it's not too too bad got it okay yeah Okay. But they do they do help a lot. Like I know a lot of people are like, why do you post these? Like they just like do they even do anything like you asked the but say for for a, as an example, like our numbers. So we have thirty five hundred followers right now. Um I'd say about we get probably a thousand thousand five hundred impressions on each post naturally out of our uh, out of our followers. And then about four hundred to five hundred extra come because of our hashtags. That many. 400 to 500, yeah. Depending oh, on like even how our, so our, our like post performs. That's sounding like 25% of all uh, the exposure. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've, I've had some that go up to like 700 or 800 on our, on our page, especially just because, uh, yeah, people look at the, these all the time. Like I was amazed because I never look at hashtags. The only time I look at hashtags is if, is if I'm finding a good one for us or for my business or et cetera. Um, but yeah, I, I never follow hashtags. I find it a little weird, but I mean, I guess other people do it, so why not utilize it, right? It's interesting. You we're talking Instagram. You still think is it for your generation? What do you What do you find you and your friends? How are they picking up um, social media right now? Instagram's their first stop. Instagram is definitely okay. the first stop. And then second would be YouTube, if I had to guess. YouTube videos. It depends on your personality i guess too like what kind of content you like okay so if you're trying to like bite-sized content it'd be twitter okay so twitter is good with you guys uh yeah i think right now especially because like memes are fluctuating and all these like stupid little one-liner jokes and etc like i'm not too too crazy into them but okay. i know a lot of people are so tw uh instagram then twitter perhaps and then after twitter uh probably youtube 
then YouTube, YouTube I'd, I'd definitely um, rank anybody it. on Facebook at your age well not honestly not that I know of I, I I get Facebook the only thing I ever check Facebook for is event invites or like page invites to like like a page or to yeah, look at a I'm kind of reduced kinda. down to almost groups like if yeah. I'm part of a group on, on exactly. Facebook I'll use it for that I just it's almost become the modern forum I don't know if you remember what forums were but yeah. they were like online groups of oh, people yeah. communicating it's kind of like they are yeah. the new forums and yeah it's I, th- I also think uh, the reason they're they're kind of dying down too is because reddit is becoming a big forum page yeah got uh, it like reddit reddit's seems, huge now yeah, like yeah. it used to not be have the following that it has but it's uh it's like slowly growing and like all the threads are growing and people are seeing a lot of success on reddit too what so what are we doing on reddit alex no we're actually not doing, not anything. doing anything. Okay. <laughs> mental note um I, and i want to ask you something one of the biggest things and i think this is important so for anyone who's younger listening to this one of the things that attracted us and hiring to pay alex to come and work here were some of the skills that you had specifically video editing skills not just the graphic skills yeah um and quite frankly i mean we were outsourcing stuff. You could go to Fiverr.com. We could go to Upwork.com if it was more intense. There was multiple resources where we could get graphic work. And it wasn't as good as some of the stuff you were doing. But mm. if we needed stuff, yeah. we could go get it. Something and it would simple. turn around in 24 hours. Oh, and yeah. It would be no problem. It was your company. I, I think the marketplace is lacking in a combination uh, or somebody who has a combination of skills that includes some graphic design, some website knowledge, specifically WordPress, Mm -hmm. some video editing knowledge, some audio editing knowledge, and then some marketing skills, some marketing knowledge. If you can combine a bit of marketing with actually the hard skills of video editing, audio editing, some graphic design work, some WordPress, specifically WordPress, because WordPress still dominates a lot on, mm-hmm. on the internet. Or if I was to say it another way, some basic understanding of what, not even basic, you need intermediate, you need some understanding of website development. Oh yeah. Um, if you can smash those skills together, you are hugely valuable to a business. Yeah. And that's kind of where it freaks me out that like at university, you and I thought you were getting this stuff at university, but then you're like, no, yeah, I picked no. up all this stuff myself. So how did you learn this stuff? Just if anyone who's a parent who's listening to this that can repeat some something to their kids and yeah. say, hey, businesses are interested in these skills. And I want to repeat this. This is a big point. Whenever we go to marketing conferences, we typically hang out with other business owners or some business owners from Toronto. If we're going to a uh, San Diego based marketing conference, we'll have mm-hmm. conversations like or they'll ask us. Hey, where do you like, where can I just hire somebody who knows concepts like direct response marketing, who knows how social media works, who can do video editing, who can handle a database. We didn't even talk about CRM, Mm -hmm. excuse me, CRM systems. Um, Where can I just hire someone who does all of that? And I'm like, you're looking for the unicorn. Like you're looking for a unicorn. And then when I hear universities are teaching digital marketing and they're not really talking about any of this stuff, I kind of scratch my head. I'm like, I understand universities are supposed to be a little bit of a knowledge base, like more theory, but we need some skills coming out of here. Um, So none of this is all, all these skills to you are Uh, self-taught. Self-taught. Some of them were kind of like pushed upon me. Uh, I guess when I when I was like 16, 17, uh, my dad was building up a website for for like a side kind of job that he was uh, creating for himself. And uh, and I he think told I remember me, that. Job. Yeah, that he, a, yeah. Yeah. He told me, like, you know, if you learn this, like I'll I'll pay for you, pay you to like learn this. And so I was like, OK, m- might as well try, you know, and it was painstaking. Like, I will be honest, it was painstakingly boring. And at the time, I found absolutely no use for it. I was like, oh, why did I do this, et cetera, et cetera. 
And now when I look back on it, I am so grateful just because it helped me so much in the basis of like knowing what goes into a website, knowing like how to put one together, understanding some of the, the little HTML things like I don't know HTML code like off the top of my head and I can't do it like some amazing coder. But uh, I, I can get by with it and like I can create my own WordPress websites and stuff like that and I can kind of handle myself. So that helped me there. As for the uh, kind of editing process, I kind of got into that on my own with photography and videography. I kind of grew out of photography eventually and went more into the video and, and I kind of played around with it. I wanted to make some cool edits of like what I do, you know, the kind of things that I like. And uh, it, I slowly play around with it. I, I tried to watch videos on YouTube of tutorials, uh, just like how to apply simple effects. And as you learn the effects, uh, you don't really realize that you're learning it all and that you'll apply it somewhere else, but eventually you'll find, oh, like this will work somewhere, like this will work really well right here. So, oh, maybe I'll apply this effect here. And you start to combine these effects. Like Photoshop, I probably still have only like 50% knowledge of Photoshop, but I know how to do so much with it already that I can apply it like all these places, but it's constantly changing. There's always new adjustments or new uh, yeah, but you have the foundation things. of knowledge yeah, to the, build off. Exactly, and you can like kind of build off of that uh, knowledge. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I mostly learned it from the photography and the editing side of, of things and watching YouTube videos of tutorials. Uh, as for like the Instagram stuff, uh, I think my, my own testing and the photography page of like, you know, how do I grow my own? You know, what will people like? What, what do people look at? Uh, I don't think I did it anywhere close to as in depth as I do it now. I think there is uh, much more that kind of goes into like a social media strategy now than I ever did What before. goes into a social media strategy? Uh, there's lots of things. Um, when it comes to uh, like what it specifically consists of, it'd be like setting goals, like knowing what your audience wants and uh, what platforms, the social network strategies that you're doing, the, the measurements and the testings that you're doing. And, and I can go into that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, basically now I forgot the, the little the, side the, point, okay. but, um, yeah, like those, those things I think are, are the, the necessity for a social media strategy. Um, but as for when it, when it came to like learning it on my own, uh, yeah, I think definitely trying it and just, just creating the content in the first place is like the first step. People are always like stuck on like, you know, how do I start this? When I start it, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to post? Who cares? Like, who cares what you post? Just post something. People, somebody will like it. Somebody will, somebody will show some kind of interest and maybe they'll share it. And maybe they'll maybe, find maybe another maybe person. Sympathy. Yeah. A pat like, on the head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, you tried. You tried. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, good stuff. It'll be your aunt or your uncle or and your so grandma. Uh, yeah, it's just about about trying it. I think a lot of people get stuck on the idea of like, oh, you know, it's not going to succeed. My first page did not succeed. Like my my first page, hundred percent, didn't succeed. Uh, uh, it wasn't doing well for a little while, and I started to slowly understand what my followers would like, and I started to post uh, things like that. And then my themes changed. How did you then, find out what your followers would like, just based on engagement from what you were posting? I think just just based on engagement, I looked at uh, what other people were were posting within my my niche. So at the time, it was photography. So I looked at other photographers, like what kind of p pictures were they posting? How were they editing their pictures? How, what okay, kind of, were so they you applying did some, effects? Like, market research, basically. Basically, yeah. Okay. Like, I wouldn't, it technically is market research, but it's not like anything in depth. 
Uh, now I think, uh, I've, I've learned a, a crazy amount over the year. I think, uh, from the point when I came to you guys, like I knew the basis and now I think I can apply much more and I can take the basis further and understand, uh, the metrics that go into it. And how and are you finding metrics, some of the, me- yeah, like what are some of the metrics that you're looking at? Um, so some of the metrics that I'd be looking at are, uh, let's see here. And are you pulling them up from like a platform or like if we used Instagram, you're just looking at Instagram stuff. So you look at your insights, uh, at least for the free stuff. So I'll talk about the free stuff for now. We can talk about, uh, the, the paid kind of platforms that I use afterwards. Um, for the free stuff, you would go into your Instagram. You look at your insights. If you have a business profile, if you're doing a, I'd honestly suggest to switch to a business profile, even if it's not really a business profile. Like I, I swapped to a business profile for my photography page just because you can understand the insights from it. Uh, so these insights are things like the personal pages don't have. Insight. Yeah, the personal pages. You, don't you know have why insights. some people don't turn to a business page is because some people built a huge following on business pages on Facebook. And then Facebook yeah. changed the algorithm yeah. and basically said, we're not going to put you in the stream as often because you're like a business page yeah. and people seem to be engaging only with their friends. So we're going to chop you out of this and you don't get as much visibility. And marketers we know of business owners were livid because oh, yeah. they spent so many years developing to, that page to grow it. Yeah. To grow it. Yeah. So some of them I know have said, screw it on Instagram. I'm foregoing some of the benefits I get and I'm keeping a personal page just as a strategy yeah. that they're using. I, I, I could see that working and, and uh, I understand. Sure. Like I don't think there's a worry. right or wrong, but that, yeah, that's where I, they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, uh, of course. And like it, they could have that worry. I don't think Instagram personally is going to do something like that, like that drastic just because most of their, users are most likely or business pages so I, I don't think i'd ever see them doing that but as for the insights i look at things as uh, impressions that's how many times someone views your post specifically reach would talk about how uh, how many times you you reach out to a new person so if that person views it 10 times it's still only one counts as like one reach um engagement that's like uh, how many people are liking how many people are commenting um, so reach is how many new people you've reached yeah huh. so unique unique viewers okay got it got yeah. it okay yeah so uh things like that um if you're going a little bit more in depth then you're talking about like conversions on links uh how long are they taking to like look at your post um then you also have to start thinking about how long you want to make your post how are you tracking conversions on links what do you mean by that uh so like how many people are clicking on the links or how many people are clicking the to link view in your, your bio uh depends so it depends if you're if you're promoting your post then you have a link underneath your your Got image it. okay um if i'm if i'm talking about actual conversions it would be like uh how many people go to your profile and then from your profile how many people go onto the link that you put in your bio or how many people click the little website tab that's on uh, your page on your profile how many people click the email tab and like these are now uh, metrics that you have to track using uh, a different engine i guess so like for us i like icono square because it gives so many metrics it gives uh, what's the name of it icono square so icono square dot com okay uh it's uh it's not too expensive i think for for three profiles we have a fifty dollars a month so it's not too bad okay. and if you're using it are, are we uh, paying for that or are you paying for that i think you're you're paying oh, for that. i like yeah. the way you say i think it's fifty dollars <laughs> a month okay all right, well, so yeah, we might be paying $50, $50 a month. It's, fi- it's $50 okay. on okay. the dot, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so, 
Uh, yeah, I, I like Iconosquare personally just because it gives me so much. It, it tracks uh, reach specifically. It gives you graphs on like uh, times that your followers are most active, times that uh, your followers are showing the most engagement. So then I can start thinking about timetables as to like content uh, schedules, like when will I be posting it? So I choose to post at like 9, 10 a.m. and then 4 p.m just because that's when our followers are online. But that may vary uh, depending on your niche, depending on what people are doing, right? And the days that you're posting on. So uh, it, yeah, it breaks out, it breaks down into a lot more than people will uh, initially think. Well, one of the things, and I think Alex, we probably even had this chat with you, but just if anyone's listening to this, one of the things we always believe is that ultimately you don't own some of these platforms. So Instagram, although we're putting some effort into building this yeah. and we're putting you know, quite a bit of effort yeah. into building a following and offering some value on Instagram. Still, one of the few things you own, and it's not perfect, are people's mailing addresses, which nobody sends out direct yep. mail anymore. Um, we do. Um, but, uh, and email. Because an email you ultimately own. Now, the email service providers will give you all kinds of hurdles you need to jump over, and sometimes your emails aren't getting out, and sometimes they're being marked as unmarketable or spam, even though they shouldn't be. We've seen all kinds of hiccups. Yeah. Um, but you ultimately own those. So something that we always tell people is that when you're building up a, a social pla a media platform anywhere, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube, ultimately at some point in that strategy, you want to capture contact information, either someone's phone number, so you can start texting oh, yeah. back and forth, email address, or mailing address, because those are things you ultimately own in your own database. Mm -hmm. So that's something I know we've chatted about that stuff, yeah. about making an offer on Instagram and yeah. trying to pull people kind of off into our world. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. so I, I think at uh, that point it comes to like uh, timing your offers. So yeah, uh, I think uh, I know for like when when I started with you guys, especially with with the ads, that was like something new to me. And like the, I was trying to understand when to do that, what to do with it uh, depends how you're posting it, when you're posting it, uh, who you're posting it to because you're you're. Uh, obviously when you're putting it on ad, you're, you're talking about like different groups of people. Who are you going after? Especially with uh, Instagram, you can start to kind of choose who this ad is going to show up to, um, their interests, their locations that you have to think about all these things, especially with Instagram. Like I, I know a lot of people think that the automatic button, I hate that button. I hate people who use that button. I, I, What's the, I, I don't even know. What's the automatic. So, button? so basically when you're promoting a post on, on Instagram, it gives you uh, the option for Instagram to automatically choose who it's going out to. So uh, I think uh, like a lot of people will, will use that feature and be like, oh, you know, like my post is doing so well. Your post could be doing 10 times better if you actually chose the metrics as to where they're going. Uh, you don't want, I, I, I hear this a lot uh, with the argument on social media that, oh, there's 3 billion people who use social media in this world. You're not trying to market to 3 billion people. You're trying to market to 0.001% of that entire thing. Like you're trying to market to uh, a couple million. Uh, like I think the biggest uh, reach that, or like the biggest uh, market share that I, that I went for was like 3.3 million. And that was pushing it a little bit. But like that, that was already large. How are you choosing that market reach just based on the hashtags that you're putting in? Uh, you no. Saying? So, so then, then it goes into choosing location. So for Rockstar, I, I wanted to stay within the GTA. So I chose all the, 
all the cities, towns that were kind of surrounding it a little bit on the Okay, got it. And I then it gave you well. a pop, it gave you like a user base for that geographic exactly. area. Exactly. So it gave me a user base based on that. And then I went even deeper. I pushed it to ages. So I went for whatever ages are interested in rockstar material. Then I pushed it even deeper with interests. What are they interested in? Because I don't want you know, anyone within that age. I want the people who are interested in real estate, real estate investing. Maybe uh, I know you guys talked about sometimes the interests work when they're interested in the Maple Leafs or the the Raptors because uh, somehow like that all, links. Uh, all you know? Maple Leaf fans are welcome here. Oh, all yeah. Raptors fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That's probably why. Of That's course. just a selfish thing. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. So what else, what else do we, uh, what else can so, I talk to you about here? So then if I'm, if I'm talking to, uh, kind of break down what it takes to, uh, create a social media strategy. Uh, so I talked about the necessary steps. So it was one to set uh, social media marketing goals that kind of align with your business objectives. So these, I usually call them smart goals. Uh, I learned these in school. So it's uh, specific, uh, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So you don't have to specifically go about this, but uh, like things like business conversions. So providing a sales team with like high quality leads through social media, that can be your objective. Your goal could be to drive 30 email signups per month. So that's one. That's one uh, specific goal that you're setting for your social media. Just because if you set, say, four or five of these, then you're for all of your content that you're posting, you're not following these set rules. So now you're not using social media as just like a random post. Now you're using it with uh, a set like schedule, a set goal. Like, what am I getting out of this? You're you're kind of attaching numbers and um, I guess like success towards how your posts are doing. And I think that's an important part for uh, creating a social strategy. You know what's strategy. totally weird about listening to you talk about all this stuff is yeah. that social media came out of nowhere over the last 10 years maybe a little bit more, but definitely the last 10 years. And now you're the generation who's growing up kind of with it. And now we're going to the point where it's maturing, where you're talking about analysis of it, setting goals around it, using it strategically. When we first started, it's like every platform is the same. When email first came out, all it was was friends sending jokes and i mean there was a lot of horrible like porn stuff that was sent around back then like it was like kind of a horrible mix of brutal content that was like shared around some of these things and then uh because it was new and then it kind of matured and email became like this big platform that everyone was doing really smart things with and businesses were using it strategically and internally and to do marketing and it kind of kind of grew from there but when email first came out it was like if you offered just like the joke of the day People would give you their email address. You know, people were like, yeah, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Really? Like, oh, yeah. No, no. I, I know people who ran these businesses where all they said was like, give me the joke of the day. They would grow an email list so big. They would run ads on their emails that they would send out and they would make enough money off that to quit their jobs. Yeah. Like I know people who wow, did, eh? did this kind of stuff. That's crazy. And then so email then matures and all that kind of goes yeah. away. And now it's like basically to convince someone to give you their email address is like, well, who the heck are you? What are you going to do? I have three email addresses. One's my main one. One's my work one. And one's my junk one, which I'll kind of give you that one to test you out for a little bit. So, but I see the same thing on social media. It's like at the beginning, it was just like everybody sharing different kind of almost garbagey stuff. Um, And now it's kind of maturing. And now it's, I'm sitting in, sitting in front of me is like 20 year old who's talking about the analysis of it and how to use it strategically. And like five or six years ago, it was just like pictures of what you ate at lunch on social yeah. media oh yeah when like, it first started 
it was it was crazy different and like and now what goes into it is like attention spans and like yeah how... totally and i want to see if, if if anyone's listening to this who is a thinking about getting into business for themselves what we've noticed over the years is that every media platform matures and if you can get into a new media platform early the oh, kind yeah. of world is your oyster and what i mean by that is like if you got into twitter early you can generate such a big audience because you have no competition right so if you look at some of these media platforms that are starting out um you want to typically jump on them and really give them a run for their money because yeah. if you can get on there early it really is a competitive advantage to you. Um, one of the things we did early that's still a competitive advantage to us I don't know, is some search engine optimization stuff. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even going to say it. I'm like, screw it. I won't even say yeah. it. But it's some search <laughs> engine optimization stuff that really built a really good traffic base from us from Google mm -hmm. and continues yeah, to do yeah. so. So when you see some of these things evolving, get on early. If it's your time, oh, yeah. you want to build a following. Getting on early can be really advantageous. I wish, I wish I got on Instagram early and I, I used it to like the way I use it now yeah, yeah. Oh my god but you're starting a podcast now and podcast yeah. is another media oh, and yeah. we're very early oh, in yeah. the life cycle of it yeah. spotify is making some big news on how they're getting into the podcast game yeah. in a much bigger way like watch the next 10 years just in podcasting yeah i think podcasting is uh, is overall like growing to oh like a completely god. different thing completely i never would have thought you know now like a couple years ago or i guess when i was going into university I was kind of like one of the only ones who like out of my friend group kind of listened to podcasts. Now, yeah, if what I is talk it now? about now, if I talk about podcasts, like everyone's listening to something, yeah, doesn't matter it. what, like, Oh, you like hockey? I listen to hockey podcasts. Yeah, like, yeah, do you know it, totally. about this one? Cause it's funny, you know? Like, totally. Okay. So I want to ask you what, where your life's headed, but I, I got to ask you about some real estate stuff. You, you've seen your dad do some real estate stuff. Have you been involved in it? Are you going to ever buy some income properties <sighs> yeah, for your, so your cell? You're 20. So I'm just curious. What, what do you actually, think about real estate? Uh, that's actually my next goal. So I, I, I might have even mentioned this to you, but by the time I'm 21, I want my first uh, rental property or like rental investment. And wh why? Uh, because I also believe in different streams of income. I don't think uh, that income should come from one place and I don't want to work a nine to four job. 40 hours a week for the rest of my life. Nine you know? to four. Where are you or working? like nine to five. It yeah. doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely see myself within the next year buying my first property. Got it. Myself, okay. Yeah. And then what about your, where? what's next for Mr. Alex? You're starting, uh, yeah, tell us. Yeah. So uh, now I actually recently started a business. Uh, it's called Viral Push Media. It's a, it's a marketing agency specifically about uh, digital marketing, you know, helping, uh, e-commerce businesses create their uh, website platforms you know start their social uh kind of trend creating content calendars doing uh, this kind of stuff and and kind of marketing for them showing how it should be done and and providing like good quality work for and it's them. not just you it's you, you you have me and uh and two of my business partners uh mike schmudrowski another polish Whoa. guy and uh i have an issue um, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, so, issue is not Polish. No, no, oh, you guys not. are nice. You let in a non Polish person <laughs> into the business. Yeah. So, so I haven't actually worked. You guys are all Canadian. I, You're probably all born in Canada. We were all yeah, born okay. in Canada. Okay. So, uh, You're Canadian. Yeah. yeah I, I You're proud Canadian. I'm, I'm a just proud, say it. proud Canadian, but I do have my Polish heritage, yeah, you sure. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've eating some kielbasa. Yeah, I eat plenty of kielbasa. I'll tell you something. We were in Croatia in the summer and my wife's mom's Italian. She loves kielbasa and she's convinced that all her grandchildren love it. She went to every single butcher and grocery store, where, wherever city we were in in Croatia, asking for kielbasa. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Kielbasa. And uh, none of them have it. 
and it's because there it, they're, it's not Poland like yeah. it's Croatia yeah. and they have their ciabatta and all these different meats yeah. that they have yeah. but they don't have it it's not like Canada where we can walk into any grocery store and you have all kinds of different yeah. ethnic food oh, she yeah. with the whole trip was spent looking for kielbasa and she would pull butchers aside she's like excuse me do you have any lean yeah, kielbasa, kielbasa yeah. <laughs> for, you know and I was trying to tell her I'm like hey look they're, they're not yeah. they don't have any in this entire country oh, yeah. right but uh, anyway, sorry, we got yeah. off track. So you started this yeah. business, Viral Push Media. Yes. ViralPushMedia.com, I yeah, guess. that's the website. ViralPushMedia.com. And you guys have clients now? Yeah, so we have a Listen, couple. Listen, if you get more clients, we are your number one focus, okay, Alex? Your oh, skill is here. I know. Here. Right now, my focus is all yeah. rock star. Okay, all right. I'm right there. Um, but yeah, we have a couple clients now uh, recurring. So cool. we're, we're slowly starting to grow and we're kind of getting on that client acquisition train um, but right now we're we're mainly like you said the this is actually something that I learned completely from you guys I would have never pushed this to to my business partners uh, otherwise but yeah now it's all about like creating content um, so we're, we're starting like our blogs and and kind of good getting good useful content and you know giving out the free knowledge so if you do check out the website it, it is there is a bunch of content there on like you know how to start on social media and how to slowly start growing and and articles that we've written up and we're actually uh, coming up with a shopify module that we'll be awesome. uh, we'll be doing so that stuff is is in the near future um but yeah other than that you know i i have the podcast uh thinktrainpodcast.com is is the website where you can find it or on uh, iTunes and and SoundCloud, um, that's like slowly getting rebranded to to work with the uh, the business on the side. Um, but yeah, that's all something that uh, people can check out. Or on Instagram, I'm at uh, at think Alex K. Uh, so yeah, yeah cool, people man. Can you know there. what's interesting about your generation is I think in the media you got the millennial generation gets a lot of eh, a lot of flack for maybe different things. Sometimes it's maybe warranted that like will the millennial generation even have the opportunity to buy houses because mm -hmm. you know the price of assets is going up so much. But just over the last year, I've met so many different millennials at different ages um, that are doing really cool things. It's almost like your generation is much more entrepreneurial than our or at least a mine was yeah. you guys all see or not all i shouldn't say that but there, but there is this entrepreneurial spirit where you guys seem willing to go out and carve a path of your own i um, think uh, i think with that like mindset i was very lucky just because my dad had you know done those things and he had started his own business first and then he started the amazon thing and doing real estate and and the whole kind of entrepreneur mindset was kind of pushed on me like I remember every single car ride uh, was always you know business talk or we were listening to real estate CDs and I'd be either like I'd sometimes would be sleeping but most of the times I'd be <laughs> listening to that and and it would be getting etched into my brain you know and uh, and and I'm grateful for that now because uh, I feel like earlier on I was a little scared to kind of get out there and that's I think uh, also why I didn't like the the whole like social media for personal use was because I feel like a lot of people are kind of scared of s putting their stuff out there. Or, you know, how many likes am I going to get? Like, what are people going to think of me? Yeah, totally. And, you guys have had to deal with that much more yeah, than we ever it's, did. It's much. Yeah, it's much more in like school. Like, oh, did, if I post something, will someone say something? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I yeah, got lucky sucks. with that aspect of, you know, like, I don't care what someone mm -hmm. else thinks. Like, I, I want. Awesome. I no try need for approval. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. 
I meet people who are my age who still have a need for approval, and I'm yeah, like, are you just, kidding me? Yeah, like just do yes. what you like doing. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone out there likes exactly what you like, and and they'll respect whatever you're putting out, and uh, they'll like your content. They'll show that they like it. They'll message you. You know, you'll find some kind of a reassurance that what you're doing is good. You just have to actually go and do it. Alex, yeah. thank you for sh- anything else before we wrap here. No, I think uh, I think we're all set. Yeah, thank here. you for sharing your story, yeah, man. We really you. feel honored and grateful to have crossed yeah, paths thank and be able to push me. our biases into your brain. Oh yeah, exactly. so you'll have to fight us uh, for what you want to take from exactly. us and whatnot. But thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Alex. I'm sure you can agree he's just a great guy. So we are uh, grateful and blessed that he will be working with us here at Rockstar over the next little while. And if you're listening to this and you want some real estate uh, specific information, you can get that at rockstarinnercircle.com. Free copies of our books, videos, blog posts. We have four different free books now on that website. And you can register to attend our next free introductory training class on that website as well. That's it for now. Until next time, your life. Your terms.